All right, dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 290. This is the Bulldogs and Michigan State pregame show for the Outback Bowl on January 2nd. Listen, before we get going on this show, I wanted to do something that we've done in years past. It's kind of like a little tradition, and I blew it this year. I didn't get it out before Christmas, but and I know Christmas is over. We're a couple of days past Christmas, but you know, we're still kind of in the holiday season, and I wanted to do something special for you guys. So, or I don't know, do something special for me, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, here's my youngest little boy. Those of you guys know me, you know I have three sons, um, small, medium, and large. And uh, this is this little bit, small guy, small fry. He just turned six on Thanksgiving Day this year. And um, he is sang a song, sang this song as a solo in front of this entire kindergarten and first grade this year. Um, at his school, and he's pretty happy with it, and he's been singing it for everybody in the family, and uh, he wants to sing it for the Dogcast audience. He did Silent Night for you guys last year, and this is Jake, and he adds his own little flourish at the at the end. Uh, Jake singing Happy Birthday Jesus, his solo from kindergarten this year. Happy Birthday Jesus. I'm so glad it's Christmas. All the tinsel at night and the presents are nice, but it's all about you. Happy birthday, Jesus. I'm so glad it's Christmas. All the tinsel and bells make the holiday swell, but it's all about you. Happy birthday, Jesus. Jesus, I love you. And welcome back, dog fans. It's the Dogcast episode number 290. This is your Dogcast, the bowl game pregame show, the Outback pregame show, Dogs versus Old Sparty. I'm telling you, that's the lamest damn... I haven't even heard it that much, old dog, and I'm already sick of the old Sparty thing, you know. Oh, and and they've got one of those big-headed mascots that always that bother me. Yeah. You know, like the big-headed cowboy, the corn cob. Yeah. Uh, you know, this guy that looks like some kind of damn Roman warrior. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just. <laughs> you know, again, I go back to the thing: mascots should be animals, and they should be live. They should be live. I, I got you. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, this is a big game for the dogs. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this is a pretty big game for the dogs. Um, unlike last year's Independence Bowl, 
uh, or Liberty Bowl. No, I'm sorry, we weren't at the Independence Bowl last year. I was just thinking about the Independence Bowl because it was just on. We were in the we were we were downgraded from the Independence Bowl last year, I think, um, to the to the Liberty, wasn't it? The Liberty against yeah, Liberty Central Florida. or Music City or you know who cares? I'm not supposed to even bring that up, you know, and I'm certainly no. not going to mention Central Florida. No, you know, and and you say it's a big game for the dogs, and I agree, but I think it's more of a big game for the coaching staff and really for our program as a whole. Uh, because we hopefully, and, and I think we have, have had a whole new mindset and an attitude change on the team from last year. Last year, we rolled into a bowl, and quite frankly, we didn't give a shit, and we played like that. And really, I think at that point in time, the coaching staff had pretty much lost control of the team, and it showed on the field. Yes. This year, this year, I think it's going to be totally different. I think we're going to come out. We're going to play. We're going to play hard. We're going to play like we did in the SEC championship game. We're going to play like we did against Auburn. I think we've got the right personnel on the field. And, you know, to not sound trite, but I think we've got our minds right, too. I, and, and, I and that's critical. And, that's, and that is all important, you know, on that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think if we play, if we play with the right mindset, like if we treat this game like it's important and play it like it's important, I think you're going to come away with the W. I really do. Um, I think this game is going to come down a lot to, like you said, our mindset and how we feel about being this game. And I think the team is in a good place. What I've heard, the quotes and stuff out of the players, I don't think they're, you know, down or depressed. I do think, both of these teams, Michigan State and Georgia, you know, Michigan State was so close, so close to the Rose Bowl, which is, you know, granted, that's a big deal for Big Ten teams is to play in the Rose Bowl. And um, I think Michigan State is going to have a little bit more of a hangover, you know, or a little bit more of the, um, I don't know, bowl depression, if you want to call it that. They've got a little more bowl depression up there than, than we do. I don't think we're as depressed to be in the Outback Bowl as they are. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think we're happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a warm weather bowl. We've got some guys on the team that are from Tampa. Uh, understand they've hired Stephen Garcia to be a tour guide. Uh, you <laughs> yes. know, he's going to be taking the boys out at night, showing them a few of the sights. Rocking Ebor uh, City? Uh, you know, <laughs> you know uh, exactly. tell, now, Stephen Garcia is an, is a fixture in Ebor City. You know, the, it's the cigar capital of the world. And I'm telling you, it's also uh, the tequila and alcohol, you know, the tequila and vodka and bourbon yeah. capital of uh, Florida as well. And you know, it just it just shows Coach Rick's kindness, and I don't think this is an NCA violation because Garcia is no longer, you know, with any program. But you know, the man pays coaches out of his pocket, and now he's paying der- old derelict quarterbacks from South Carolina. Now, is he taking uh, Georgia fan- Georgia players on tour, or is he he's, taking, or are we paying him to tour no, the Michigan no, he, State he's, players? He's in charge. He's in charge of entertainment for our team. Oh, okay. All right. I was thinking I mean, he might be and in charge who, of our team and who for Michigan better? State. Who better to who better to show the boys the sights in in the Tampa Bay City area than one Stephen Garcia? I was kind of thinking we might want to we might want to put him with uh, with Michigan State players, you know? Well, because we want all of probably, our players to make it to the game. Right. It would probably work out better if they did, but <laughs> you know this is a reward for a good season. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. 
So, uh, so it's a big game. Uh, Michigan State rolling into town. Uh, they, they make their name with defense. Uh, D'Antonio, their head coach is a big defensive guy, defensive guru, you know. Um, and they have a pretty good defense. As far as the Big Ten goes, they do have a pretty good defense. But, um, and I think this game is going to come down to two things, basically. It's going to come down to how we can protect, how we can protect, um, Aaron Murray, and how we get after Kirk Cousins, who is their junior quarterback, a really smart kid, a smart guy who can play, and is, um, you know, he's got a good arm too, and he's got a great receiver in B.J. Cunningham. Yeah, I I agree with you on that, and and on paper, uh, you know, the, these two teams are close. Uh, you know, both have good young quarterbacks, good crop of receivers, uh, great defenses. And I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think as in most cases, the SEC will win out because we're bigger, stronger, and faster. Yes. Always have been, always will be. I talked to a guy um, with with Michi- up in Michigan about this game, and, uh, you know, they are not looking forward to going up against the world's largest offensive line. They're they're a little they're a little excited. They're a little bit worried about going up against the world's largest offensive line, and uh, you know they're a little bit worried about our offensive weaponry um, in terms of our receivers. You know, do you know Michael Bennett grew up as a Michigan State fan? His dad, I didn't. I didn't until just now. His dad is a Michigan State alum. And he wow. grew up in the green and white, you know, with the – he probably had an old Sparty bobblehead, you know? <laughs> probably had a, lot, had a lot of old Sparty stuff around his house. I like to say old Sparty. I'm going to say that I know lot. you do. Probably foam heads and all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, foam heads, foam fingers, foam muscles, you know? Um, but anyway, yeah, Michael Bennett grew up as a, as a Michigan State fan. Um you know, and they're not looking forward to going up against this this offensive line, but they are hopeful. They're really excited about Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins and B.J. Cunningham going up against our defense. This kid, uh, B.J. Cunningham, 1,240 yards this season, uh, 12 touchdowns. He is definitely the player to watch when Michigan State's offense is on the field, you know. Um, they have a decent running game, but no standout running backs. It's all about really about Kirk Cousins and this kid Cunningham. As as I said, almost a mirror image of us. No doubt. Great about quarterback, it. great receivers, adequate running game at best. Right. So yeah, you're like you said, on paper it seems to be a good matchup. You know, there's a lot of people uh saying that Michigan State is deeper on both sides of the ball than we are. You know, that they're deep like you know, they like to make the comparisons to L S U. They're deep like L S U. Well, I'll i i stop right there. Easy. Anyone anyone that is comparing Michigan State to LSU <laughs> is an idiot. I just threw you a little red meat there, old dog. You know, hey, look, I, I they're deep. It. Michigan State's deep, I'm telling you. They're deep. But, you know, we're talking about the quality of their depth, you know? Well, I tell you, exactly. And I tell you what, we are not going to see in this Outback Bowl a beatdown like we saw in the SEC championship game. Because, as we said there, LSU, the only difference between their first string and their third string is age. Yeah. You don't you you don't have that against Michigan State. Michigan State isn't as fast and they're not as big. They uh, might be deep in terms of experience, but how good are they? I mean really. Right. How good is you know, how good are any of their players at any position? That's what we're gonna find out. Exactly. And 
I mean, it's going to boil down to, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's probably going to be one, you know, in the high, in the high twenties. Yeah. 28, 21, something like that. You're thinking 28, 14, 24, something like that. Yeah. Wow. So you're, you think it's going to be a close game too. So you think, oh, uh, I do. you think Michigan State's going to have some, uh, success against our defense. I think, I think they might. Again, a lot's going to depend on our pass rush. Yeah. Uh, if we can get to Cousins, get him having happy feet, get him out of the pocket, uh, you know, that's, there's, there's one of the keys to victory right there. I'm a little more pressure, optimistic. Pressure I, in the quarterback. I gotta tell you, I think we can score 28 on them. I do not think they can score 20 on us. I'm thinking more like 28 to, to 13. I think they might have a touchdown and a couple of field goals in them. I, I'm telling you, I think our defense is going to be something like they have not seen all year. They've not seen it. And now, granted, we don't know, I don't know what level of rust we're going to come in with. I don't know what our, what our, where our head's going to be. But I think if we come out hot, like we can come out, they're, they've not seen anything like that in, in uh, this season or last. They haven't seen, they, they're going to not, they're going to not know what the hell to do with our defense. Well, and, and I hope you're right. And I think again, the biggest key to victory for us, if we come in with our heads on straight, play like we did at the last half of this season, then I do think we're going to come away with a victory. We don't need to be doing any cute shit like, you know, wearing gloves at, you know, at our quarterback spot or <laughs> any of that other stuff. You know, we need to, we need to treat this as a regular season game. That's the way we need to prepare for it, and that's the way we need to come out and do it. Let me check something here for you, old dog. I hadn't done this yet. Let's see what the weather's going to be like in good old Tampa for for the game. Let's see what our game time temperatures are looking like, because I know you, you're you're serious about this glove thing. You're, you're not excited about the glove thing for old. Uh... Not not a bit. I'm telling you, Georgia quarterbacks don't do good with gloves. I mean, look at Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. He had a glove on. Detroit sucked. He took his glove off. Bam! They're in. They're the in the playoffs. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you, we're looking at sunny and uh, mid seventies. There you go. So we're looking so at a high of seventy six. It's an outdoor stadium. You know, we're playing at the Raymond James. Uh, the, the, no need. The no need for gloves. Yeah. So yeah, no need for gloves there, uh, little Aaron Murray. No need for gloves. Uh, you know, Ty Fricks. He can take his gloves off too. You know, he's he's a glove wearing kind of guy. So um, yeah, no gloves. No gloves at the quarterback position. So. Uh, you know, I just think I think the combination of Michigan State feeling like they're in a consolation bowl, a little Rose Bowl hangover for Michigan State, a little Jarvis Jones, a little Christian Robinson, a little Cornelius, a little Cornelius Washington coming off the edge. You got the big boys in the middle. We got Boykin playing lights out against Cunningham on the edge. Um, they'll be lucky to get ten points. I, There's my I prediction. I hope you're right. I am looking forward to the game. Again, anytime you can see the dogs play, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kids down in Tampa are excited. Tampa Bulldog Club going nuts over this Outback Bowl. They love it. So um, what else? What else do we need to cover, though, old dog? What are your other keys, man? My keys are protect Aaron Murray and get to Kirk Cousins. And and we really do. You know, I mean, I know folks are tired of hearing me say it because I say it week in and week out. Don't kick but it to the honey need... badger? Is that what you're going to say? Don't kick it to the honey badger? Well, we need to establish some kind of running game. Oh, the running game. Okay. Uh, you know, I know, I know you, you just want to see Murray sling it all around. Yes. Go with an empty backfield. And yes. we may have to. Sweet. We I love it. We may have to. We may not have any running backs. I don't know. 
Let's put Orson Charles on one end, Bruce Figgins on the other end. Let's go twin tight ends and twins on either side. I want ten guys on the line of scrimmage, one guy in the backfield. How about that? There you go. And and it may come down to that. But, again, (laughs) I think we need to establish a little bit. A little bit of a run. You no, come on now. You just gloss that over. Ten guys on the line of scrimmage. I mean, you would love that, right? I, I don't. I, think, I actually don't even think that that's not even legal. I don't even think that's legal. <laughs> that's my kind of passing game. I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm just kidding. But I would like to see Figgins get some touches. You know, Figgins just graduated. Had his mom down there graduation yeah. and stuff. He's been a great bulldog. I think Figgins and Samuel. One of the things that one, I really want Figgins and Samuel to figure big in this game. I hope yeah. Richard Samuel gets some touches. I wish I hope he gets some. I hope he gets some yards. I hope he's able to play and play at a high level. I'd like to see Figgins and Samuel get a touchdown in this game. I really would. Oh, I would too. And uh, you know, I'm not going to beat up on uh, Crowell too much, but I did notice that there were a lot of feel-good articles out there these last two weeks about Crowell. Yes, there have been a lot of feel-good articles about Crowell. You know, Jasper Sanks. And I tell you. Former Bulldog great, Jasper Sanks. It's a good thing when Jasper Sanks is in your corner, right? Right. Well, you know, and the thing is, when when you have these feel-good articles coming out, it's almost like a vote of confidence for a coach. Good things things are not coming down the pike on that. Mm. And I think that's one of the reasons we're recruiting these running backs so heavy. Yeah, Keith Marshall. Um, and then, well, we got him, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're going strong after this boy from Tarboro, Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a ball carrier too, man. No doubt about yeah. it. Um, and that's what and that's what the old dog loves to see. I think, uh, and I, the way I hear, it, I uh, want to see. I, as a matter of fact, if we didn't sign anybody else this year, except I would love a class of twenty five that were nothing. But big Don't offensive linemen and running backs. <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna say nothing but running backs. No, uh, <laughs> no, you gotta have those, you gotta have the boys up front block for them. You gotta have those big uglies, the big the That's big right. three hundred guys, right? Yeah, um, the way I hear it too, I hear uh, Keith Marshall's trying to help us with with Gurley as well. You know, I hear uh, Mar- I hear I hear Marshall's putting the full court press on uh, Gurley Forrest as well, and uh, yeah. I'm excited about that. But I'm also excited about uh, the guys who are going to play in this game. And like I said, I really want to see Figgins get paid. I want I mean I want to see I mean I'd like to see him get paid at the next level. Yeah, but I'd like and, to see him get some did. payoff in this game. And you and you hit the nail on the head. We do need to kind of give these fellows a reward. I mean, you look at Figgins and Samuel both. They basically took one for the team. Yes, they Sam did. More than, and really, Samuel more than anybody else. Man, that guy switched positions three times now. Yes. But he's done it to help the team. Don't think he's complained about it. If he has, he hasn't made it out in the public. And, uh, you know, if it weren't for him, I don't think we would have beat Florida. Yes, I agree. Richard Samuel just, you know, won the Florida game with stinking will. With willpower, yeah. dude, which is such a great lesson for those young running backs, you know. So um, SEC schedule's not out yet. S- switching gears here, switching gears. I'm all over the place. My ADD, you know. I got a no, but, I got a Munson uh, bobblehead for Christmas. Rumor is, rumor is, we we play Missouri second game of the season, and the South Carolina game gets moved back to uh, sometime in October. Yeah, you know, and uh, historically. Playing South Carolina 
early in the season, I think that's been a good thing for us, you know. Um, I'm not well, sure how I feel about years. that. Yeah, you're right. In the past few years, it has not been a good thing for us. But um, I'm not sure how I feel about that South Carolina move. i gotta, I got to ruminate on that a little bit. But I'm also not talking like, about it until it's – I like it because if you want to talk some history – we tend to get better as the season goes on, and South Carolina seems to decline. You're right. You're right. You're right. If you in in over history, you're right. So uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on that SEC schedule. Got my Munson bobblehead for Christmas. I'm really excited about the Munson bobblehead. Um, other news. I'm just switched Let's, off this Outback thing. Well, I'm going. I'm going to throw one thing out. There get back too. to it. And at schools, fans, media. We need to quit talking about a New Year's Day Bowl as being something big because they're not. The big bowls are not played on New Year's Day anymore. Actually, none of the bowls are being played New Year's Day this year. You're right. But, but the, you know, the Capitol we know what One you mean. Bowl, the Outback Bowl, the Gator Bowl, any of these bowls that are being played on the second are second tier bowls. Definitely. The first I think, tier I think there's one. I think the orange or anyway, one no, of them. It's the sugar, I think, that it, is on it, the second. It, uh, yeah, I guess cuz the national championship is, is I know it's the, I know it's not the orange bowl cuz that's the game that Clemson is going to lose money in. Leave it to Clemson. They're actually going to lose money on a BCS Bowl. Teams in the ACC that are not playing in the Orange Bowl are going to make more money off the Orange Bowl than Clemson is. Which I actually think that's, I actually think that shouldn't be, I, I think they ought to split the money with the teams after expenses and buying your yeah. tickets back, isn't it? But that's a whole nother conversation. Clemson's actually going to freaking lose money on the art of going to a BCS Bowl and it's going to cost them money to go to the, to a BCS Bowl. That's unbelievable. But it anyway, is. Anyway. But anyway, I mean, that's just one of the things that, you know, I'm tired of hearing about. Ah, yeah. oh, you know, it's a New Year's Day Bowl. You know, that's a big that, ain't no, that ain't no big deal to play on New Year's Day. You're right. I'm happy. I'm happy that we're in a bowl. And really the thing that to me is the most important thing is to see how the coaching staff has this team playing. I want us to come out with fire, passion, and just kick Michigan its ass all over the field. I want this to be like the Auburn game. That's the kind of intensity I want to see us have and carry that into next year because that's what we need to have. Coach Rick, after the after the bowl game last year, you know, said he had to have people that you know were taking life out of the program. They needed to get off the bus and. And I think we did, and this is going to show us because basically we've got a meaningless game. And how how good are we going to show up and how good are we going to play in this game I really think is going to determine a lot about how our team does next year. I totally agree. I totally agree, and I, I think that's I think that's the number the number one key to the victory is us having our head right. Because at the end of the day, we're still a really good SEC school versus a really good Big Ten school, and all things being equal, everybody being the same on paper, we know how you know how that's going to turn out. Hell, the Big Ten knows how it's going to turn out. Michigan State knows how it's going to turn out, but. 
So we've got to have our head right. We've got to put pressure on Cousins. We've got to protect Murray. And then the last key to the victory, I'm not going to talk about turnovers or anything, but I really would, just for, just for the damn sake of argument, because I want to see these guys go out on a high. I want to see them succeed at the next level. I want a complete game out of our special teams. I want great punts out of Butler. I want great extra points, great field goals. I'd rather have no field goals, actually, and great kickoffs. I want a complete game. Kickoff coverage, kick returns. That's going to be important for Boykin to make make him more valuable at the next level. All these guys, they've got a chance to show off. The last time they're going to get to show off before the combine, I want these guys to show off. I want a complete game going both directions on special teams. Can we get that, old dog? I, I, I hope so. I couldn't agree with you more. And one of the things that I've read in these last few weeks since our last show really did give me some hope that as hard-headed as Coach Rick is, there have been a couple articles out there saying that one of the one of the main things he wants to do is address special teams no doubt. over after the season because luckily the light may have finally come on and he realizes for us to win that has got to happen and you know we've we lost to South Carolina because of poor ass special team play yes and i'm not saying we would have beat LSU in the championship game but man special team poor special team play turned that game around on a dime well you know you look at it i mean LSU LSU ain't saving anybody from damn special teams. You know what I mean? The best teams in our league put their best players on the field in special teams. And one thing Coach Riggs talked about in this offseason is we are going to have an even greater focus. You know, beginning of this year, he said we're going to have a greater focus on special teams. And, uh, you know, we had mixed results on that. Well, um, what we need to do is focus on getting the best personnel out there. And that, that's what I was about to say. He said we're going to have an even greater focus of getting our best players on the field all the time for special teams. And I think that's critical. I absolutely no think doubt critical. about what it. What are we saving them for? And, I mean, really, we've come a long way. We've come a long way, at least by what Coach Rick is saying, we've come a long way from Logan Gray returning punts. You know? Yeah. Or at least I, and I'm, or at least I'm hoping to see in our first game next year, uh, we've, uh, we've come a long way from Logan Gray returning punts. Cause that, I'm telling you, that is, you're right, that was the missing secret sauce this year. That was the difference between a really, really great season. You know, I mean, 10 and 2, 11 and 1, I mean, the difference between 11 and 1 and 10 and 2 this year, I think, turned out to be a pretty big damn deal. Oh, no doubt. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. But I want to see special teams show up in this Outback game, too. I want Boykin. I want covers. I want Ty Fricks. I want him snapping the ball like he's never snapped it before. <laughs> I want him snapping that ball with authority. I want to see something you special wanna, You want to see Ty pretty Fricks. spirals hitting the hand. I sure do, man. I, I want to see something special out of our long snappers, our coverage guys. I want to see them all put it together for one game. I want, I really want to see Blair Walsh. I want to see him do great because I really want him to succeed at the next level, and I, I think it'd be a good thing for him to finish strong. So, dog fans, that's going to be about wrap up our Outback Bowl pregame coverage. That's all you need to know. We got to pressure Cousins, we got to protect Aaron Murray, and let's get a complete game out of special teams. Absolutely. And show up with the right attitude. It's not a consolation game, friends. It's a recruiting tool. It's a big deal. We make a little money on it. We get the extra it's, practices. It's extra practice, and again, it's really a chance to see how far our program has progressed. 
from from this time last year. Exactly. Absolutely. Good point. On that note, we're going to wrap up this show. We'll be back with some post-bowl game coverage after the Outback Bowl. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and go dogs. Thank you.